great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. A lot of issues to get to this morning, and of course, we'll be taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. You can also reach me on Twitter. I'm looking at it during the course of the show, and that's at Dominic TV, at Dominic TV. She won't come close to winning the presidential nomination, at least on the Republican side, but boy, did Nikki Haley do a great job in her first speech as a candidate in her home state of South Carolina. Her campaign may really be a play for number two on the ticket for vice president. She can't win. Why, Dominic? Because she won't beat Trump, plus South Carolina Senator uh, Tim Scott is looking uh, at the race, and that means that Haley and Scott will split the vote in South Carolina and, more importantly, split the fundraising dollars. We're going to let you hear a little bit of what she had to say. President Biden, this is an interesting one. President Biden finds himself in some hot water Biden refers to Maryland's brand new first African-American governor as boy in a speech. But I'm giving Biden a pass on this one. I'm not a a big uh, lover of his politics and his policies, but I'm giving him a pass on this one. And I will explain why. So the story you've heard all day here on WABC, the man who killed 10 African-Americans inside that upstate Buffalo Tops supermarket back in May received 11 life sentences on state charges. But there was also literally physical chaos inside the courtroom as a man who happened to be a relative uh, to one of the speakers, giving a victim impact statement, rushed the gunman before sentencing, and court officers, it was almost, if you look carefully at the tape, it almost looked like the Secret Service. They, within a blink of an eye, whisked up the, uh, the handcuffed suspect and quickly escorted him out, uh, picking him up, and leading him out, and the court officers uh, had to gain immediate control of the situation. Here is what that sounded like, a little bit of the woman that was speaking, and then what happens, and obviously you can't see it right here, there's a a large uh, man standing to the side of her with a gray shirt on, and he's a relative, and it looks like on an emotional level that he just couldn't take it. And he immediately charged towards the suspect. Kit was a saint among sinners. My sister Catherine Vassy was a great person. Kit didn't hurt anybody. None of them did. You're going to come to our city and decide you don't like black people. Me, you don't know a damn thing about black people. We're human. We like our kids to go to good schools. We love our kids. We never go in no neighborhoods and take people out. Don't do it. The man was not charged, and a short time later, after all of the victim impact statements, it was time to be sentenced, and he issued this apology. 
I'm very sorry for all the pain I forced the victims and their families to suffer through. I'm very sorry for stealing the lives of your loved ones. I cannot express how much I regret all the decisions I made leading up to my actions on May 14th. I did a terrible thing that day. I shot and killed people because they were black. Looking back now, I can't believe I actually did it. I believed what I read online and acted out of hate. I know I can't take it back, but I wish I could. And I don't want anyone to be inspired by me and what I did. And you could actually hear some people in the background crying as he was making that statement. Erie County Judge, Court Judge Susan Egan said the following verbatim, quote, there is no place for you or your ignorant, hateful and evil ideologies in a civilized society. She went on. There can be no mercy for you, no understanding, no second chances. The damage you have caused is too great, and the people you have hurt are too valuable to this community. You will never see the light of day as a free man ever again. Bravo. The judge said it best. The system worked perfectly. And I don't want to say move on, because for these families, they will never be able to move on. But um, that's where things stand as of right now. And the last story we're going to deal with, this is disgusting. And the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, should be ashamed of herself why Why do people want the job and then get the job and don't want to do anything? I don't understand the logic. I don't understand the logic. So Chicago's O'Hare Airport, and if you travel through there like I do quite a bit, Get ready to see homeless people sleeping at the airport. And as usual, the politicians are doing absolutely nothing about it. So I was going to start with uh, Nikki Haley, but I'm going to go right to the Biden story. He finds himself in trouble again for something he did just a few hours ago. And let me backtrack. So, for the most part, considering how this word has been used in the past historically, all of us should stay away from referring to an African-American man as a boy. It is very offensive whether the person says something or not, it is considered extremely offensive. So President Biden used the word boy when uh, describing the new African-American governor of Maryland, Governor Wes Moore. He's the first black governor in, in Maryland. And the president say, the president said literally here, I want to make sure I got this right, He said, you've got a hell of a new, and he's a Democrat, you've got a hell of a new governor in Westmore, I tell you. And Biden said this during remarks on the economy to an audience of IBEW union workers in Maryland. And he says he's the real deal, talking about the governor. And the boy looked like he could still play. He's got some guns on him, and the crowd cheered. And so Moore played wide receiver on the John Hopkins University football team as a student and was elected governor in Maryland in a landslide last November, 44 years old. Biden has been called out before 
for his use of the racially charged word. The reason why I'm giving him a pass. So let's look at this for a second. If if you're talking amongst yourselves uh, with with colleagues, uh, as I as I often am, and and someone says you boys are behaving this way, or you boys are really good, you that's not offensive. It, it's not meant in a racial way. But when you're talking to someone, for the most part, one on one. Uh, and you use that word, or or if you're a major uh, public af- a figure, in this case the President of the United States, to refer to the governor's uh, first black governor, the term boy, he shouldn't have done it. But the reason why I'm giving Biden a pass is this. He has referred to white politicians as boy. In October... Biden referred to Senator Chris Coons of Delaware, who is white, 59 years old, as a boy during a speech on student loan forgiveness. And I'm not saying that this is right, but Biden is from a different generation. So I don't really like his policies, uh, nor his, uh, his politics, but on this one, Let's give him let's give him a pass on this one on this one. Let's let's just slow down and uh and not be so judgmental on this one. But as a rule of thumb, <laughs> as a rule of thumb, trust me, it's something that should not be said to a man of color. And so we're going to start with your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We begin with Andrew in New Jersey. Good morning, Andrew. What's on your mind? First, I kind of, I know what you're saying. I agree with you. I was working in the Newark Museum, and it was a Spanish girl who was very young, like, and she was work, and it was two African-American men, and she said, okay, boys. But I think she was saying it kind of like in a flirtatious way, you know, so and she probably doesn't even know, you know, she was like 19. She probably doesn't even know. But Biden has said much more horrendous, overtly, overtly racist things, you know, about the racial jungle. And also he was he said he didn't want his kids going to a racial jungle school. So he lied when he debated Kamala Harris. He was saying that he didn't want the government in the force. So he didn't want his kids going into black majority school and he was quoting someone else and he was saying the n-word he said we don't need another n-word mayor we don't need another n-word big shot we have enough n-word big so he was re- he was reprimanding someone for saying the end but if you have any intelligence you don't actually say the n-word so that shows his stupidity but there's a clip of him he he's like we don't need an n-word mayor we don't need a big shot mayor we don't need another show off mayor n-word mayor and the racial jungle was all him. He said he doesn't want his kids going to some racial jungle. Okay, I, I hear you, Andrew. Right now we're focusing solely on the use of the word boy. Uh, and I'm going to get to Nikki Haley in just a second. Thank you for the call. Let's go to John in Nassau County. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, good. Please go right ahead. Uh, well, my, I'm, I'm going to go the other way on this, and uh, I'll say it. Uh, I'll throw it out there, and and, uh, and okay. Get you don't have to set there. it up, John. Just please go uh, ahead I'm and a, do it. All right. Well, I'm, I'm referencing. I'm, I'm a white male saying this, so that obviously has some implications. Okay. And, the, and what I'm and what I'm saying is, when when one person tries to own a word and tries to say you can call a black person boy, but not a white person boy, or use of any other words then you're no different than, than the left and the liberals. Okay, so so wait, John, wait, wait, John, so did I follow you. So what are you saying? Please be direct and tell me exactly what, what you're saying. What I'm saying is that as a society, if a word is in the English language... Okay, so, so, so you're telling me, John, I need you to be direct. So you're telling me it's okay to use the word in reference to an African... I, I need you to tell me exactly what you're saying and get I, to the point. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm saying that if I have somebody that I'm talking to and just because they're black, I should not be afraid to say, and believe me, I'm no Biden fan, and to say that boy's got guns. 
because I could just as readily say it to a white person. What you're doing is you're saying that I have to look at a person's skin before I treat them a certain way. And what you've done is you've taken the equality away that everybody's been preaching about for the last uh, 150 years, and you're telling us to look at people's skin color before we use words. So let's take away literature. Let's take away description. Let's take away all the good that people have. Now I can't use the word boy. Uh, you know, uh, Archie Bunker used the word used to uh, use the word Negro. Now Negro is no good, even though even though the the the, the, uh, the advancement for uh, the NAACP has the word Negro in it. Right, but that so, that that that's a historical uh, uh, reference you, to the end up. Wait, wait, John, John, John. You can, so you can so wait, John, me, John, John. John, so so okay, so so wait, so can can you say something that that can be perceived as uh, wrong to your supervisor at work? Uh, I, don't, I don't understand the question by supervisor. It, 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 it's, I, it's real I simple. Would, it's real if simple. My, if my supervisor wasn't comfortable, let's say I had a female supervisor, right. and she okay. wasn't comfortable, and she wasn't comfortable with with the word bitch, I probably wouldn't call her bitch now. If I had a relationship with her other than supervisory. Oh, oh wait, 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 John, please. Let, let's not even go there. Because what, what I believe you're about to tell me is that in the personal setting, it would be okay to use that word. Please tell me that's not what you're about to say. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, and you may not like it, and you may not oh, believe John, it. Oh, John, come I, on, man. I hang, out, I hang out with a lot of black guys, and they have no problem using the word that you know you and I don't want me to say on the radio. They say it to each other. I, other I, white guys I, say I, it. I agree. I agree with you, John. They do say okay. it. It's unfortunate. But I promise you this. If you say it to them, I'm not saying this uh-huh. is right, but they're going to punch you in the face. Oh, I no, prom- they're I prom- not. Yes, no, they will. Not yes, they will. No, yes, they not. will. Listen, okay. I, I, I know what I've lived and what I live. Now, please, don't. I don't tell you what you do. So I ask you very, very respectfully. Don't please do not tell me what I see and say amongst people that have that we have great respect for each other. Okay, so wait, so John, John, because I have other calls. So you're telling me that amongst your African American friends that you use the N word and they have no problem with it. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I find that very, very hard to believe, but I do. But I do thank you for the call. Let's go, and this is a good point, Patrick in Connecticut, and I, I believe Patrick. Before I get to Nikki Haley and and, and the, the homeless at the Chicago airport and everything else we got going on, this is what I, I said that I'm giving Biden a pass. But your point, Patrick, is exactly what I'm thinking. Because if Trump said this, it would be the end of the world. Patrick, what's on your mind? Yeah, Dominic, thank you for taking my call and thanks for answering the email back the other day. Um, I just want to say if that was Trump or any of us, of not the, you know, the color, we would be crucified, the Al Sharptons of the world, the um, Louis Farrakhan's would be coming out, everybody. And I don't think he deserves a pass on this. And I'm sorry, I know everybody deserves an opinion, but I, I hope you agree with me. And I just want to say thank you for getting back to my email. Well, hey, Patrick, just please tell me one more time, because I receive a lot of emails and I try to respond to each and every one. Unless you say something left out of left field uh, telling me what I need to do or so on. And then I will completely ignore the email or demanding that I wait, wait, let me finish, Patrick, or demanding that I respond. I, I don't. You cannot make a demand. If you make a demand that I respond, you can take it to the bank that you won't get a response from me. But, Patrick, no, just I tell, just tell I me. Like, no, no, I don't, I, Patrick, like... I didn't say you did. Just please remind me what your email was about, please. I was talking about how the, the government is forgetting about the real American and the vets. Yes. Now, um, now, from, from now, the... now I remember remember your email. And I'm, gonna, yeah. um, I'm going to um, – I'm going to stop for a second before we go to any other calls because you sent the email and I saw it at, at I believe, 3 a.m. in the morning right before uh, going to sleep. And it really touched me because the email said the reason why I'm asking you, Patrick, is because sometimes it's hard to put a name with the email. And there's so many emails that come yeah, in. I understand. And so and so your email touched me right before I went to sleep. 
because you said uh, why are veterans, if I remember correctly, why are veterans treated so badly in this country, correct? Correct, and why aren't they treating the homeless the same as, like, the illegal immigrants or, or like, giving the money to Ukraine? That could be taking care of veterans. Well, you know what, and, and you know, we, we get lip service all the time from our elected officials as they come into office. Oh, we're going to change. We're going to do better with our veterans. I mean, every single president makes the same promise, and it never seems to get better. And so I want I wanted to stop and focus for a second on your comment because you're right, and it's horrible the way veterans are treated in this country. And then when you when you magnify what's going on with migrants these days, it is disgusting. Now, yep. now, now, I, I, I get it. I understand that every veteran does not qualify for a pension and so on. And and I, I, I even I, I even understand that um, there are some that say some veterans take advantage of the situation and go out on a disability so that they can get uh, the disability plus SSI plus pay no taxes on 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 a home that they may uh, own. But when you look at the sacrifice that you guys, men and women, make to this country, a lot more should be done. We should not have any any homeless veterans on the street. And 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 I'm still Patrick. I've got to move on because I have a lot of calls. Okay. But what what I what I'm going to do? Thank you for the call, Patrick. I'm going to come back to this topic. Because your email really touched my soul at 3 a.m. in the morning, right before I was about to uh, lay down and, and get some sleep. And, and I, I really want to respond to what you, what you had to say in, in your email. Folks, we are going to take a break. We're going to get to Nikki Haley. We're going to get to Chicago. But the initial topic is that President Biden, Wednesday, Use the word boy, referring to the first uh, black governor in the state of uh, Maryland. And so I'm going to take a break, take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to uh, go back to your telephone calls. You can reach us at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, and I'm going right back to the uh, telephone calls. We are discussing a number of issues, and I wanted to focus on Nikki Haley, her campaign yesterday, but we got caught up with the other topic. I'm going to do exactly that in just a few minutes. Let's go to Ralph in Connecticut. Good morning, Ralph. What's on your mind? Oh, good morning, Dominic. First-time caller, and I really love your total impartiality. You're about—you're not about a party. You're about right and wrong, and Agreed. I admire that very much. Thank you very much, Ralph. Go right ahead. I'm an independent, very conservative. I wasn't a fan of 45, but I won't get into that. And um, I just want to say, uh, ask you very quick. Uh, I just looked briefly. Your book is called No Mama's Boy. Yes, it's about yes, my it's life. I had the same situation, but I won't get into it. It's in reference to Trump. Okay. You remember when he was campaigning? And you can see on YouTube, it's very easily accessible, when he said, where's my African-American? Right. Now, I, I may – this comment is not going to sit well with, with some of you. But here's why I was never offended at that, Ralph, and then I'll let you have your say. Oh, sure. Uh, back in 1988, I was on this stump. Uh, the, the camp presidential campaign every day for about a year. And there comes a time I'm not making excuses, but no. sometimes, sometimes you're so tired, right? I'm telling you as a reporter that you can't even remember the city that you're in. Right. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that because, because, um, and I'm just gonna make this a short version so if we have a if they say wheels up that secret service uh talk uh for the for the traveling press corps wheels up at uh at six a m 
but your bag has got to be sweeped daily by the Secret Service, and the bag check is at 3 a.m. And so so we may have started, I'm coming back to Trump's com- comment, we may have started at 6 a.m. in New York, but this, this really happened and ended up at 1 a.m. in the morning in Arizona. Now, remember, there's a three-hour time difference. So sure. so we worked, and this would happen often. We would work sometimes 16, 18 hours a day. The candidate gives a speech. You jump into the uh, into the bus. The police wish you off to the airport. They drive right up to the tarmac. You travel to the next state, the next city. This happens four or five times a day. So when when Trump made that comment, would, would I have liked him to use different language? Yes. But I believe, I believe he was saying, where are my African-American supporters? I believe. But, Ralph, go ahead. I'll give you the final say before I move on. Well, it just seemed like he was talking about someone specifically um, that I think was at a rally the night before or something. But you know what? Everybody deserves the benefit of a doubt, even if you don't like them as a person. But let's just keep in mind, he w- he was sued twice by the Department of Justice. Like, there was a day for... Um, not running the blacks and Puerto Ricans. And there was a well-known incident that they brought, of course, they brought it up during the campaign. There was a black nurse. I think she worked at Harlem Hospital. A superintendent said that they were instructed to put a C on the application. And she went there and she was told at one of his buildings, that's why he got sued the first time by the Department of Justice. And she was told that there were no um, vacancies. Well, sometime later, they sent a white woman there and she was told there were eight vacancies. But uh, you know what? I shouldn't make this a debate about Trump. I'm just saying, and you know what? I'm willing to go more with what you um, said. Now you you help me think more. And yes, maybe he forgot a name. I mean, everybody. Hey, Ralph, for, Ralph uh, let, let me let me just say this, and and um, I've said this many 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 times on this show. Having known Mr. Trump on a personal level, I'm telling you, Ralph, the man doesn't have a racist bone in his body. I mean, if you if you trust me, Ralph, or you or any of our listeners, if you trust me, do you really see me as the type of person that would sit down and be cool with a racist? Well, I, I think, you know, he he um, his friendships are motivated by, you know, it wouldn't do him any. It wouldn't and, do him and, and you may you, nice you, you. you may you may you have a good point there. You have a good point there, Ralph. Well, let me rephrase it another way. I'm not saying Trump is racist. But he has shown racist behavior. Okay, but see, but and thank you for the call, Ralph. But but here's the problem that I have with the with the whole thing, right? So right now we're talking about Biden and a mistake that Biden made, and this is what happens in our politics all the time. No, don't focus on my guy. Look at the other guy. No, don't focus on him. Focus on him. If I say Biden, some people say Trump, Trump, Trump. If I say Trump, some people say Biden, Biden, Biden. Let's stick with the issue at hand. Let's go to Nikki Haley. I see your telephone calls, uh, the former South Carolina governor. And we're going to get to your calls in just a second. So, folks, uh, you can reach us at 800-848-WABC. So watching her speech a few hours ago in Charleston, South Carolina, I loved some of her uh, lines in, in her speech that the country should not be weak and woke. I agree with that a thousand percent. Mental competency uh, tests for politicians over 75. I think we all agree with that. A strong military prevents wars. I think we all agree with that. Sending a tough as nails woman to the White House. It was a great punchline and shake up Washington and the political class. And she said that she's a brown girl that grew up in a black and white world, which is deep and powerful when you think about it. We're going to go back to your telephone calls, but I want you to listen to a bit of Nikki Haley's. Now, she's not going to win the nomination. It won't even be close. Some candidates enter the race for a play for number two, and that's what I believe this is. She has no chance of winning the nomination. But on day one, she delivered a great speech. I want you to listen to what Nikki Haley had to say in South Carolina. Deep, 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 deep. 
I stand before you as the daughter of immigrants, as the proud wife of a combat veteran, and as the mom of two amazing children. I've served as governor of the great state of South Carolina, and as America's ambassador to the United Nations. And above all else, I'm a grateful American citizen who knows our best days are yet to come if we unite and fight to save our country. I have devoted my life to this fight, and I'm just getting started. strong America, for a proud America, I am running for president of the United States of America. And uh, immediately, former President Trump responded, his campaign uh, quick to blast uh, uh, Nikki Haley, noting that she praised Hillary Clinton in a 2012 interview and had initially vowed not to run for president if the former president was also a uh, candidate. So it's going to be interesting. But Tim Scott, the senator in South Carolina, it's expected he may run. Should he run, he and Haley will split the vote in South Carolina. The good news for her is that it's the third state in the primary season, her home state of South Carolina, but they will split the vote and the fundraising dollars. She will not be the nominee, but I do agree that Nikki Haley, she's smooth. And her face is one that is the future of the Republican Party. Let's go to, uh, let's go to John, John in Garden City. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Quick thing. You know, when the president of the United States of America is going to be front center on all issues, obviously, and also well versed on terms and how to address people and so forth. That comment he made, boy, all right, it's from a different time, but you've got to make the adjustments. I grew up in the 70s as a kid, read the books of Martin Luther King, the word Negro was used. That's, you know, and then we grow, we call each other blacks and white. And then African-Americans really became more appropriate. You make the adjustments, especially him, front center world. You can't make mistakes like that. Trump would never have done like that. Well, I don't know if Trump would have done like that. But the point is that you've got to be on top of things. You've got to be clever. And he's obviously he's compromised. We, we know that. And that's the reality of the whole situation. And uh, that's the story with him. You know, he's going to be like that. He's been doing a lot of gaffes constantly. And we cut him slack. But then these things, you know, don't count anymore. That's my position well, on the whole thing. Well, John, I, I, I agree with you that the president of the United States, and this is the problem that the country is facing right now, the president has to be on his game at all times. Uh, there should be no gaffes because there are world implications uh, when these types of things uh, happen. And and for that reason, John, that's why I say uh, for for this reason. I mean, again, I'm giving him a pass on this one, but it's it's just a, a small indicator of why I don't want I I don't see him winning, and it's a small indicator of why Democrats in poll after poll uh, do not want him to run for reelection as well, because he will yeah. be vulnerable, and the right yeah. Republican candidate, Donald Trump. Or DeSantis, but I don't. I don't think that um, DeSantis is. I don't know if he's going to run, but but thank you for the call, John. But but even Sarah Palin is now warning DeSantis not to run against Trump, stating that he's the uh, future of the Republican Party, that he should remain governor, and uh, and and that he has a future, and that he may blow it should he challenge Trump. Let's go to Catherine in Queens. Good morning, Catherine. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I have a, a question. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm 80 years old, so I'm a little bit not knowledgeable about this. But what does woke mean? What does woke mean? Yeah, yeah I keep hearing it, and I don't understand what it means well you you don't sound 80 to me you sound like an intelligent person that's articulating uh, your point of view and and i'm i'm from the school of thought catherine that there is no such thing as a dumb question you'd be surprised 
some of the most simple questions that I have asked presidential candidates that have made world news. The most simplistic question that you would never uh, imagine. So, like, for example, uh, many years ago here in the city of New York, Elizabeth Holtzman was running for uh, for uh, city controller. And I, I just asked her, we sat down to do an interview and I said, uh, reflect. I started out by saying, re- reflect on your career. Within 15 seconds, she lost it and started crying, and it became page one news, the New York Times and every, every the Times and every publication in New York City. So there's no such thing as a dumb question. So now you you ask the, the more important issue. You ask, what does woke mean? To me, to, to me, woke means that it's it's supposed to mean that you're cool in terms of you you have tolerance and and you understand issues as it relates to all of society not just some of society but to me woke is a very bad word you asked me what does it mean to me it says to me Catherine it says to me that a person that says they're woke it says to me that that you don't know what you're talking about or or you believe in something that you think is good but it's what's destroying this country and so you know i i have strong feelings but it's supposed to mean that that you're cool and 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 Matt Blaze help me out here yeah. what what does woke mean Catherine asked a great question i think what your definition is what it initially was supposed to mean but now it has come to mean you're oversensitive you're taking things too far in sensitivity. In other words, you don't need it, it doesn't need that much attention as you're giving it. That's what meaning when someone says, Well, they're the woke. The woke you always hear the woke liberals, because they're going crazy over something that's not that big a deal. So it's oversensitivity. Okay. Agreed. I agree with you. Now Kenneth is is the youngest one of us, I believe. So to your generation, Mr. SUNY Cortland, the same school I went to, yes, what sir. does woke mean? I, he hit it on the head. It's pretty much being oversensitive, and that's pretty much what this generation is. They like to make a big deal out of nothing, essentially. Right. So Catherine, I, I hope we were able to answer your question. Oh. Thank you so much, because that was bothering me. I it, really it, didn't understand. It, Catherine, it, 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 bo- it bothers me as well. It really bothers me. I, I mean, really, really bothers me. Thank you for the call. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we will continue with your telephone calls. We want you folks to join the 77 WABC VIP Club by downloading the app or going to wabcradio.com slash VIP and enter now for this week's 77 WABC VIP Club prize, and that is a personalized and autographed copy of WABC owner John Katsimatidi's new book, How Far Do You Want to Go? Lessons from a Common Sense Billionaire. Join the 77 WABC VIP Club and become a member just like I am, and we will be right back. WABC. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. You may recall the New York City man that was shoved onto the subway tracks by a career criminal just recently. Well, he's blasting the lack of safety on subways, stating this is ridiculous. The 66-year-old Brooklyn man shoved onto the tracks by a homeless stranger Of course, with a lengthy rap sheet, is slamming the city for failing to protect train riders and is calling for more police on the transit system. The man, Pierre Augustine, says this is ridiculous 
Now, this man narrowly escaped death after being pushed from the platform at the President Street Station in Crown Heights during the unprovoked Saturday afternoon attack. He's a father of two, originally from Haiti, and he says, I can tell you, the subway station, there is no one here to help you. When you get there, you are on your own. No police, nothing. In New York, they don't protect you. He's also questioning why his accused attacker, a young man by the name of uh, Corey Walcott, was allowed to walk the streets after being arrested at least 19 times in the last 12 years. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight, right now back to your telephone calls. Charles in Queens, good morning. What's on your mind, Charles? Good morning, good morning. Great show as, as usual. I, With all due respect, I'm willing to bet that I'm right. You guys uh, that responded to what woke means, I'm positive you didn't answer her question. She means we're all, in, all of us that are into politics think she really knows. She has no idea. It's a new word to her. She's been hearing it lately. What the hell does it mean? It means she's, the answer would be what are the woke policies? Somebody being woke believes in CRT, let the criminals get away with murder. There is no real truth. You know, truth is, right. I have my truth, you have your truth. Right, right, but Charles, the but, but the three of us of, said, of, but of, the, the perverted but, to children. But Charles, the, the three of us said that it's policies that have gone too far. We we said right, exactly what you just said. Right. Hey, right. hey, hey Matt, Matt Blaze, it's, it's not. It's not just about politics. It's it's more than that. When someone says, that, like you said in the beginning, it, it originally meant somebody who was in the know, somebody who was cool, somebody who was reading between the lines. They knew more than everybody else. Now it's now become it's both policies. Yeah, but it's not she's just not familiar. She probably she's eighty years old. She's not into politics, so it's a Greek word to her. She's, what does it mean, yeah, but- woke? But what I'm saying, Charles, 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 it's not just about policies. She meant what is the meaning of the word woke? And it doesn't doesn't just refer to policy and politics. It can refer to anything. Right. Means woke. You could be woke about uh, a food allergy, or you could be woke about the vaccine, or you could, it's not about just political no, policy. I hear what you're saying. I just thought of a joke of saying somebody is so woke, we should put him to sleep. I woke being awake. Charles, stick to the policy. Yeah, Charles, it's a a societal thing. It's not just in politics that the word woke. Uh, Agreed. And, Charles, and we we do appreciate, uh, we appreciate your call. Let's go to Frank in Queens. Good morning, Frank. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Actually, I, I describe woke to my friends as it's basically a form of liberalism on steroids. Yeah, that, that's um, a good. That's a good way on 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 massive massive steroids. I, I would agree exactly. with you, Frank. Agree. Uh, but actually, I called to address uh, a caller uh, a couple calls back, trying to paint uh, Trump as a racist. I, I have five quick um, points. Regarding a trends with Biden, okay, not just but, the one off. But Frank, but they've got to be quick. I have a lot of other calls. Five is a lot. Go ahead. Well, he, he supported Robert Byrd, who was a KKK guy. His own VP accused him of uh, being against busing. He used to refer to 7-Eleven as being full of Indians. He called a famous DJ here in New York and said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And now this one. Right, I I hear you, Frank, but but I I I just choose to give Biden a pass on on this one on this one uh, example where he referred to a few hours ago uh, to the Maryland uh, African American governor as boy. But again, it's something. So like so like I, I'm around colleagues and friends all the time, and there'll be three or four of us males standing there, and maybe a female, and and they'll say, "You boys are," and, and I don't take I don't take um. Uh, I'm not upset at that, but if you're if you're the president of the United States, every word counts of what you say. And as a rule of thumb, as a rule of thumb, two things you should you should not do. Right, just two things. 
You should never use the N-word. I don't care how many times you've heard young kids of color use it on the subway. And in general, you should never refer to an African-American male as boy, considering the historical uh, significance of the word and, and, and how it was used uh, in, in the uh, past. Let's go to David in the Bronx. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning, Dominic. I just want to address this uh, boy thing very quickly. I would say that any person who's an adult, and especially the president, should not refer to any grown man as boy. That would save us all from having a conversation about something that basically means nothing. I know a lot of your callers want to bash President Biden and say he's a closet racist. Listen, I don't know the man personally. He very well could be a closet racist. It's possible. Okay, just like I think Trump could be a racist. I don't know the man either. Okay, but I would rather spend more time talking about things that are important. And if I could just say something very quickly on a personal note. Tomorrow is the four year anniversary of the death of my mother. And we had stopped speaking. The last time I saw my mother was a couple of days before Christmas. A few months before she passed away, we never made up. And I just want to say to your listeners If you have relatives or people that you care about, there is almost nothing that is so bad that you'll let them leave this earth without making peace with them. I still have dreams about my mother, even though we weren't getting along and there were a lot of things between us. But I miss her every day, and I wish we'd had a chance to to make up before she died. Well, David, I'm sorry that you and your mom didn't make up and uh, a caller. uh, And generally, I I don't talk about my book on the program. A caller asked about it and I didn't know he was going to put it on the table. But that's one of the issues that I talk about in the book because um, because of my bad relationship with my mother. That's why it's called No Mama's Boy, because of all the bad things that happened during my childhood. David, I was in the same exact position, and and I was upset. Uh, That's why the the Super Bowl was this Sunday. The Super Bowl will never be the same for me because uh, that was the day that I was called uh, by the doctors, and they said, rush to Lincoln Hospital. They told me, your mother is not going to make it for a few more hours. Either you get here right now or that's it. And I got to the hospital, and I had been so upset for months because I, I had to be my mother's caretaker and I felt because of all the bad things that had happened during my life that it, it was just not fair to put me in that role. But you know what? Life is not fair. And if you're interested um, in uh, seeing about the book, you, you can go to one of the websites I have. It's DominicCarterOnline.com, DominicCarterOnline.com. David, I'll give you the final say before I move on. Yeah. Um, you know, I think especially when things happen to you as a child. I mean, I'll just say this. I didn't even know, you know, because I have two brothers, that we were being neglected, you know. I didn't realize that my mom never leaving the apartment or the house meant that there was something wrong because that's what we were used to. I didn't realize my mom was mentally ill until a few years before she died as I was going blind, you know. But I, I just hope that she's in a better place and she's finally at peace, and maybe someday I'll see her again. Thank you, Dominic. Thank you, David. Um, And I guess we share that in common. You mentioned your mother's mental illness. That's what I went through with my mother. My mother was a chronic paranoid schizophrenic. But let's let's uh, let's uh, end on on a much more positive note. I'm going to try to get to some of your calls. Let's bring in Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Dominic. Hello. So I'm still looking at the pictures online of you at the uh, weekend event. Yeah, we had a great time. Bill Shatner and me. Friday and Saturday. Well, really I, terrific. I think you're a big, well, maybe not as big as him, but, <laughs> but you're close, but you're close. You're I'm close. not so sure about that. Nobody's well, paying uh, 100 bucks to take a picture with me, that's for well, sure. Well, okay, okay, okay. What do you have coming up this All right, we've got an action-packed show. We're going to do our weekly sit-down with uh, with Brian Kilmeade. Uh, we'll break down the Nikki Haley announcement, and uh, we'll tell people what uh, what UFOs were shot down yesterday, if any. Uh, we have the AC report. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk with Spencer Clay. 
Slavin, who is a podcaster with The Daily Wire. He has a very unique approach to uh, the crises that the world is facing, and it comes from some old-school classical authors like Dante. It's really interesting. He's got a new book out that uh, is coming out today that we're going to get into. So another interesting show. I certainly hope so. Folks, you want to stay tuned for that, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. You select the uh, the next caller, Frank. All right. How about Michael in New Jersey? Michael in New Jersey, go right ahead. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Yeah, I just wanted to quickly say you were talking about the uh, the illegals in uh, O'Hare Airport. Well, there's no, the, like... the homeless, the homeless, not, yeah, not well, illegals, the, hom- the homeless. Oh, the homeless. Okay. Uh, there was a detective sergeant who got caught in Chicago taking bribes. Now, I don't know what the bribes were that he took, but he got caught. Anyway, uh, he passed away. I don't know if he decided to kill himself or he died from illness. But the uh, district attorney, Kim Fox, said because this policeman was a took bribes, she decided that every single person that he had brought to, uh, arrested, and he, he did arrest a lot of drug dealers. So in that respect, he was a good cop. I don't know what the bribes were, but we, it definitely we have, we have Michael, we have 40 seconds left. You've got to get okay. to the point. Kim Fox decided she's going to let everybody go, and she's going to reward them by giving them money for the time that they were arrested. She gave one guy $109,000 because he claimed that he had he sold drugs because this guy arrested him. He took the $109,000, bought more drugs with it, and was arrested again. Well, I, I hear you, Michael, and thank you for the and call. When, when, when you bring up Kim Fox, the uh, the prosecutor of uh, Cook County, I believe it's Cook County in Chicago, I'm not much of a fan. I don't know about you, Frank. No, no, I, I, not I'm not. I mean, she she's the definition of woke and everything else. Well, she's, and incompetent. I mean, you look and, at and the, uh, the Jesse Smollett case alone. That's right, the Smollett case, where she tried to give him a pass. Right. So, so I, I, Michael, I will come back to that. I'm sorry, I just don't have the time right now. So Frank and I agree that she, the district attorney, uh, doesn't pass the smell test. Coming up right now, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight.